work in his real estate business since he and Dory have been home only a couple of days. Even though he has a hand on the shoulder of one of the businessmen and appears to be listening with great interest, I notice that his eyes occasionally search the room. With his scrutiny of the coffee shop, it's unbelievable that Son hasn't recognized me yet, even with my back to him and the counter located at a helpful angle. It occurs to me that he hasn't seen me since I've had my hair cut. From the first day we met, Son has gone on and on about what great hair I have. The truth is, my long, heavy hair has always been unruly and difficult. After struggling with it all my life, I gave up and had it chopped off a few weeks ago. Everybody tells me I look like a different person with my mass of hair gone, which must be true. Even so, I'm not taking any chances, not with the way Son keeps looking everyone over, so I drop the change into my briefcase instead of in my purse. Thankfully... The door of the adjoining bookstore is only a few feet away. I've taken a step away from the counter when the young man clears his throat and says in a loud voice, Uh, ma'am? My cheeks burning, I turn to see him holding out the box with the carrot cake in it. I yank it out of his hand so quickly that his eyes widen in surprise. In the page and palette bookstore, a glance assures me that the sales clerk is helping a customer in the back so I step behind a revolving display of paperbacks in order to peer into the coffee shop, making sure I got away without being seen. To my relief, I've escaped. Son is still standing with the two businessmen and running his mouth with a big grin on his face. Satisfied that I've escaped undetected, I sling the strap of my briefcase over my shoulder and tuck the box of carrot cake under my arm, then head toward the front door. Once I'm outside... I'm surprised to find the sidewalk still crowded with shoppers and sightseers, which is unusual for early fall. I'll make my way through, wondering if there's a tour bus in town. Although off the beaten path, Fairhope is becoming more and more of a tourist attraction, and it's not unusual to have several tour buses in town during the summer, but not this time of year. In an effort to avoid a cluster of people blocking the sidewalk in front of one of the street's many art galleries... I cut through a group of charming and colorful little shops that make up the area known as the French Quarter. And that's where I run into Rye Ballinger, quite literally. Claire, he exclaims at the same time I gasp, Rye. Then both of us say together, what are you doing here? I link an arm into his and continue my walk. Out of the corner of my mouth, I say to him in a low voice, I'm trying to get far enough away from the coffee shop so I won't be seen by a certain person who just walked in. Who is it? He whispers dramatically. An ex-husband of one of your clients? Actually, you're close, I say with a groan. It's Son. Son? Rye comes to such an abrupt halt that I almost trip over a protruding brick. Did he say anything to you? He didn't see me, thank God. I hightailed it out of there as fast as I could. Something tells me I'm not on his list of favorite people right now. With a frown, Rye studies my face. He disengages my arm in order to take my hand in both of his and squeeze it tight. Why don't you go back and confront him, sweetheart? All I want to do is avoid him. I'm not interested in a confrontation at this point, especially now with him and Dory back together. Still no idea how that miraculous event came about, Rye asks. I shrug, none whatsoever. But I'll see Dory tomorrow at the group meeting, and she's promised me that we'll talk beforehand. Have you? Before I realize what's happening, 
Rye has grabbed me by the shoulders and pulled me out of the way of a large, gray-haired woman who barges past us. As we watch her walk away, I send up a thank you to whatever gods were responsible for sending Rye strolling through the French Quarter at the very moment I turned the corner. From the first day I arrived in Fairhope, the sardonic and irreverent Rye Ballinger has been one of my dearest friends. When I first met the courtly Ryman Ballinger, a cousin of my former husband's, I thought he had to be putting me on. He has the most pronounced southern accent I've ever heard, and on the eastern shore of Alabama that's saying a lot. It suits him, though, just another of his many charms. In addition to being the most breathtakingly handsome man I've ever had the pleasure of knowing, Rye is also the most elegant. He's always seemed out of place in this offbeat, artsy little town. He should be strolling the lavish grounds of an English estate instead. It's strange that I ran into you just as I was running out of the coffee shop, I say, gazing up at him.